Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back. I <laughs> like Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> no, do you know you sound like Mrs. Doubtfire when she has that Jeez, TV show? a passion all day. <laughs> He goes, would you like a cup of tea, dearie? He does it really well. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 3030 in Perishing with radio presenter and producer Clara Kavanagh and philanthropist Sophie Lyons. <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> welcome back. Episode two, I'm ready to go. I've just had a, just had a nap. <laughs> Feeling revived. I feel great. Um, anyway, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed and or listened to the first episode and are hungry for more, <laughs> which actually has a lot to do with the theme this week. More on that later. So 30 Flirty and Perishing is a podcast based around what women are chatting about around brunch tables and WhatsApp groups across the globe. And toilet cubicles. And oh, toilet cubicles. With, Sinks. With those friends you'll never meet again. Yeah. Even though you've given them all your life Best advice. Mates. Mm, actually, yeah. also smoking sessions, those conversations. Oh, circa 92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come out, ask for a lighter, and next thing and you know. And they're like, there's Geraldine from earlier. <laughs> Hey girl! Eleanor, what's up? I see you, Eleanor. Uh, so we're gonna kick off this week like we do every week with what we are loving and hating. Jadoring and testing. Sophie, do you wanna kick us off? My uh, Jador, I have a few. I think my uh, main Jador to kind of piggyback on what I said last week was that I've gotten over my summer come down, like the end of summer come down, uh-huh. which is really tough. Yeah, well, I think, and as well, um, summer doesn't end here until September, so... No, I was in the depths of despair now when it was ending. I was really upset, and I couldn't see the wood from the trees. I'm not joking, I was really upset. And you were Crying in the about, shower. Yeah, and I was. you were talking about 5-HTP, and I was like, that sounds great, but in the back of my mind, I was like, 5-HTP isn't going to do anything. I was like, I'm just so upset. But now that we're into it, mm-hmm. it's getting a bit crisper outside. Yeah. Leaves are coming in colors are changing yeah it's um, beautiful and even though i am a summer girl i you know it's nice getting your you know nice jumpers out yes and like your your faux fur embellishments and stuff like that so i'm leaning in towards that yeah you know get a new pair of boots etc so my summer depression is down the toilet what's yours <laughs> that's when you're touring <laughs> well it was really awful i'm not joking it was the worst i've ever had yeah and i was trying to hide it Maybe you'd sad. That's of course I had sad. <laughs> I'm the cover girl of sad. I don't know why I don't live in the Caribbean. You should. I know. I'm adoring non-COVID weddings. Okay. I went home for a wedding. Yeah. We had a hundred people. Bop. Not a fa- face mask in sight. Bop. 
normal ceremony. Bop, bop. <laughs> I mean, sorry, those ceremonies are not a bop. I love them. I love the ceremony. My favourite moment is watching the groom's face when he sees That's the bride. In 27 dresses. Yeah, and You've taken that from the film. No, I haven't. Have. <laughs> yes, you have. I'm terribly sorry, you have. I've I'm so glad I'm sprightly for this episode. Like, I am awake. <laughs> You're calling You're me out on everything. Exhausted. But, <laughs> uh, sorry. That, the, sorry, that's very sweet. Sorry. And this wedding was probably my favourite of all. She turned the corner and the aisle was actually quite short, but luckily she was walking slow. And his, he saw her physically gasped. His hand went up to his face and a tear shed from his eye. It was That's really sweet. amazing. They're the kind of men we need. They Aren't they? Oh, it was, it was such a good wedding. And then uh, anyway, I, I was out. So, so we, we all went outside while they changed over the room. And then we all go inside. And my friend came up to me and he was like, Clara, have you seen the table plan? And I was like, what table plan? No. I want to be beside you when you read who's on your table. I was like, okay, whoa. So they put all the couples at tables, but then they had a singles table called table 12. And it was me, one of the girls and four of the lads. Oh my God. We we basically thought we were in the mafia. Everybody had to order the same meal. Like we had to get the same starter, cook our steak the same way. And we're like, there's the 12 commandments of table 12. And we're like, there was people queuing up to talk to our table. There was not a soul. Not a soul. It was so funny. We ordered espresso martinis after every the course. We had the dawn. And then everyone was sitting in like a booth, but then I was at the top of the table, like on my own. You were the dawn for I was there. Yeah, and they were like, who's interviewing who? And I was like, I'm interviewing you. And then I started making friends with the waiter. So he gave me some rosé and it worked a treat. So they were all drinking red wine, but I was on the rosé, which I think gave me a bit of one-upmanship on the rest of my table 12. That does sound great. And we were doing, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> table 12. You know, we went to, table when 12. I was in Central America, um, we went to a club in like Guatemala, and I say a club, it was a bar. <laughs> and at one point that came on and like, it felt like a hundred people. I don't know how many it was. <laughs> Everyone was going. Mm. <laughs> and it's all like people on the traveling trail. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful scenes. So yeah, it really felt like, like when the sun came down, the wheels came off. One girl went into labor at the wedding because it was like her best friend getting married. And she was like, I'm not going to miss this. And I was outside and she was trying to find her husband. No one could find him. And I was like, don't worry hon me you we got this i started flagging down taxis that being like send me soaring with some girl no matter who she was was like you and me i'd be like no no so it was my mum she's like get probably hammered as well oh yeah you know it's a good wedding when people tell you the next day what happened i don't really remember this until i was told i mean you wouldn't do that in a sound mind no imagine coming to in hollis street being like why am i here no good choice why am i here so yeah it was it was a great wedding i'm jadoring non-covid weddings back to normal what are you jatesting i realize my jatest on the weekend i go to like it's it's boxing and like i think it's like a circuit or something but it's like whoa it's kind of it's not sorry it's not prissy boxing glam ish but I was doing a move and I was like, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. And it's in the warm up. It's like shadow boxing. 
What does that mean? It's your pretend boxing. So you're pretending to punch someone. Like a freestyle fight? He'll be like, because there's mo different moves. He'll tell you like one, oh. one and two or whatever. And then you're doing it just by yourself. <laughs> it is mortifying. Because there's mirrors everywhere. And I was like, if I catch a glimpse of myself, <laughs> shadow boxing, it's so embarrassing. And I was looking around being like, I do it all the time this class, but every time it's in the warm up and I'm like, this is the most uncomfortable. It's probably only like 30 seconds, but you're pretending to duck and you're pretending to hit. And some people take it so seriously and they're making the noises. And I think it's humiliating on so many levels. So that's my test. I'm mortified. Like I'll do it again on Saturday and I'll be mortified again for 30 seconds. What, everything else I'm fine, but when I'm pretending to duck and die, it's ugh, barf. So that's my test. Anyway, what's your test? It's like the Zumba actually. That reminds me of the freestyle in a Zumba class. Oh. <laughs> when they go... Oh, you know my story. <laughs> I do. I have a friend and she went to this... You know, when you're like, no, no, I'll try something new, like kind of against your own judgment. Like you kind of know it's not for you, but you're like, you need to put yourself outside your comfort zone. So she mm. went to it and she told me this like four years ago. And I still, every time I think about it, I howl laughing because it's so what you feel like. Mm. So she went to this uh, Zumba class in a nutshell. She got there and it was like 20 minutes in and she was like, why was I so nervous about this? This is totally fine. Like, it's not embarrassing. I'm fine. And it was with a load of like, what, four women's in their 40, women, 40, 50s. And she was like, this is cool. I can do this. And they were like, do X, do Y. And then they just go freestyle. <laughs> and she said, she was like, like, I can only imagine it's similar to the shadow boxing incident. And she, I can't do a visual obviously because this is a podcast, but she put her, her little hands above her head and she just started clapping and swinging her head. <laughs> Anyway, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting airport security. So I went home for the wedding and I got through security yeah. and I was taking home my friend's wedding ring because she needed to get the wedding band fitted around it. So I had precious cargo, okay? That's like the ultimate precious cargo. Oh, my nerves were shot. A jewel, a, ge a diamond. Yeah. My hand was basically in my handbag holding the box and like trying to close the zip on my hand the whole way through my journey. And anyway, I'm at the airport. You're, I said to your one, do I need to take off my belt? She was like, no, you're fine. And it, because I was so nervous about my bag going through, I forgot to take the laptop out of my suitcase. So then... Oh, rookie mistake. Rookie. <laughs> and because your one was so unhelpful. Anyway, of course my belt sets the thing off. So I'm watching my precious cargo sail down the thing. Meanwhile, my suitcase goes into the special scanning side because the does. laptop's in there. Yeah. So anyway, I get my scanning bits done. The... Body scan. A few bits. A few bits. Luckily get the diamond back. That was fine. Then they go through my bag and they're like, sorry, you left your laptop in here. So then they swab it. And then he goes to go get his manager. And then his manager comes back. And she's asking me question after question. <laughs> What's your job? What's your name? Where do you live? Did you do cat last week? <laughs> Writing every single thing down. And because I have a face mask on, like, she couldn't see that my mouth was like hanging open. And I was there going like, this is going on a little bit too long. I was like, well, is everything okay? Like, what can I do? And she was like, the reason I'm asking all these questions is we found explosives on your back. <laughs> I was like, 
what? And obviously my face was just like melted to the ground and she was like, knew that I was being genuine. And I was like, but I, I, my, my bag has just what been in my wood. On your bag? Uh, yeah, they tested positive for explosives. In your bag? You know when they do that swab thing? No, I don't know if it was in, like on and around. And I was like, I got the tube here. Maybe some petrol got on my bag. And she was like, I don't think you understand how explosives work. And then she, so she wrote all my information out, passport number at the works. And I was like, am I free to go? And she was like, yeah. Okay. And then what? What is that so weird? And like an Irish person in an English airport with explosives on their bag. You're a target anyway. <laughs> target in anyway. Airport, to be fair. Yeah, it was mad. And then I was just like, what the? Anyway, they're very nice. Let me go. Uh, so I I'm sorry, I- you didn't do anything. I didn't do. <laughs> I always feel like I'm literally at the amount I get pulled aside, and I'm like, do I look really shifty? I don't know what it is. And you know when you see police who just immediately think you're guilty? You're sweating. Your brow is like <laughs> dripping on the carpet. In your bare trotters. So, yeah, your bare trotters just waiting. Yeah. And then on the way back to London, there was a queue in Dublin Airport to get into the queue, the security queue. It was unbelievable. And then I was like, oh God. And like, I, you know, like a London flight, like get there an hour before your gate closes. I was like, fine. But then we were pulling. I up. mean, that's so not my... two hours before it doesn't match my personality but like if my flight to london is at two i'm through the gate by 12 wow no i'm i'm kind of like i find most people are the opposite like i don't mind like i'm very chilled out in every other aspect but anything to do with an airport and time i cannot bear rushing but anyway there's a queue to get into the queue they wouldn't let people through the like uh, boarding pass check. I took a wide lane and I was said to this woman and I was like, hey, my flight closes in 50 to 45 minutes. Will I get through that? And she was like, go over to Fast Track and tell them, tell them that tell Deirdre G- sent G- you. G- I'll change her name in case people <laughs> use this. Deirdre sent you. And I went over there and there was no queue. It was fucking That's, That's really sweet, Deirdre. Deirdre, That's why Dublin Airport shit they were, and then I sailed through and I felt so smug. I watched so much Netflix at the gate. I, that's mad because I actually thought that you would have been jadoring or jatesting Bumble because... Because of what I said last week. And yeah, you're a recent downloader. I did download it. Okay. And I have uh, a stance on it now, which I didn't have before. Okay, so initial thoughts. Walk us through. Initial thoughts. It's a lot more friendlier and happier. Just the colour scheme, etc. What I got from it is that Bumble is like the... I'm just trying to give it an analogy. Hinge is like the Flintstones of dating apps. (laughs) It is so... Like, I really like the Flintstones, but the, the era of the Flintstones, like bedrock. That's what Hinge is. It's like... There's no colours. It's black and white. It's not fun when you're on it. Like, you're not... Your eyes aren't, like... <gasps> you're, like, I'm in a deep hole of single people. I swear, that's what I think. After downloading Bumble. Bumble is friendly. It's yellow. I think it's because a girl created it, probably. probably. She has a bit of that. And I have to say, because I'm, like, a proud, independent woman, I don't like the fact that I have to talk first. Mm, that, that's what you always said put you off first, though. Yeah. But I went beyond my... Um, I went outside of my comfort mm-hmm. cone. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's way... Not, I think Hinge is honestly for the Stone Age. Whoever made it is... is so like, it's, de- it's definitely a guy who's developing it. Like the interface is sick. I took a few screenshots during the week. So I, I was like, these stand out to me. Hinge or Bumble? Both. 
Oh. But no, sorry, Bumble. But like, there's still some sick stuff on Bumble. I mean, height, I won't get into that. Because, sorry, yeah, people oh. were leaving me voice notes on Bumble. I don't know these people. I just thought it was a bit familiar. Do you know what I mean? And they'd be like, wow. hey, Sophie, how's it going? Um, what are you up to today? And yes. I never voice noted back. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm not doing that. Oh, wow. I once got into a voice note thing with someone we were texting first on Bumble. I love a voice note with people I know, but not someone That's I don't know. That's you weird. haven't seen how they physically move, like you haven't met them. No, it's so weird. I'm not into it. But like I came across this one guy, like this is just the opposite of what I'm looking for. His about me is, if your best trait is, and in quotes, getting plastered, then there are plenty of other guys on this app for you. That was an immediate extra move because he just sounds like zero crack. And a bit judgy of people who like to get plastered. But it's just a bit aggressive. And a bit, yeah. Getting plastered in quote marks. What's that? It's a bit givey outy. I just don't like him. Another one. I'm hoping you will accept me for eating tuna straight from the tin. I mean, anyone who accepts that is surely bonkers. (laughs) And then this one really sent me soaring and he's Irish. Because anytime I see Irish, I like get a bit excited. Oh, needle in the haystack. And it goes about me. If anyone asks, we met at an orgy. Six foot one Irish abroad, partial to a voice note. So I'm like, the orgy thing's weird, whatever about the rest. So then I keep scrolling. A pro and con of dating me. And he goes, I'm absolutely filthy. And I'm absolutely filthy. And then, no, no, to top it off, to top it off, he goes, it's meant to be if you're also kink friendly. Is that not sick? Like, I think it's so... I think, though, that... And I feel like I know him. I feel like I've met him. And I haven't. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I know exactly that, what I'd be dealing with. That, but I think by putting out those feelers, by going the filthy, filthy, or like the use of the word kinky is I'm trying to find someone who is wears latex only and wants to have sex as soon as we meet. Oh my God. But then go into like... There's so many places where you can get that. Stop trying to come to our lovely little green patch and ruin well, it with your Well, I just think Bumble's such a friendly little girly place. And then I was reading that and I was like, you're gross. What are your, um, what are your openers? My I, lines? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I used to do a gif of actually... Oh, sorry. I think it's just a hey with a wave emoji. I thought you meant what are my lines? Oh, I used to do the gif actually speaking of Mrs. Doubtfire of, you know, the one where she puts her head in the... Hello! <laughs> the cake and hello I got great reaction but then I felt like people started copying me started being I like, like that I don't know if it's my personality on Bumble maybe I'll try it I'm a bit too sexy for an old lady I am too sexy I'm a philanthropist but this one I was like this is how men need to talk to me Okay, but this okay. is on Hinge oh and he goes afternoon how are you can I say wow you're absolutely gorgeous, eyes, hard face emoji. I hope you have a wonderful Friday and enjoy your weekend when it arrives. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm not attracted to you, but that's the way I need to be talked to. Yeah. <laughs> and anything less, I'm just not into it. That's cool. So that was a little message. Yeah, really sweet. I'm not adoring or testing it, but it's like... It is what it is. In comparison to the Stone Age of Hinge. Mm. It's Hinge honestly is like... I want to say like MSN or something. Do you remember how like clunky and old and underdeveloped? It's like someone just put it out there and then they were like, I'm not developing it anymore. Do you know what I mean? 
I, the thing I hated about Hinge was the most compatible. I'm like, why are you? Oh, my most compatible <laughs> are insulting. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so we were trying to figure out what to talk about this week, and... For some reason, Sophie, you didn't issue by going out for dinner. I went out for dinner. I had to go. Sorry, I didn't have to go out for dinner, but I had arranged to go out for dinner twice last week, which is so not something in that I do. I don't like going out for dinner during the week, usually. Okay. And I was like, no, I'll do it because it was for specific occasions. Okay. Like it was for... A birthday? Sure. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was for work, but you know what I mean? Like it would have been rude if I didn't go. Okay. So I, and it's not like we were having like loads of drinks after and then we were going out. Cause then I'm like, that's fine. The car revving outside. Yeah, that was got a bit loud. But it, it, but it's emphasizing my argument. <laughs> okay, okay. So I like it. It's getting me Cause pumped. I'm like, and then, and <laughs> so I basically, I came back and the first one, like long story short, I can't eat loads of stuff. So like I've to, I had to cut loads of stuff out of my um, diet. So like eating out is like a bit annoying. It's oh, not, I can't okay. enjoy everything on the menu. Mm. I won't get specific because it's just boring. <laughs> but I can't eat loads of stuff. And then I don't eat meat either. Okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> and then that makes it limiting. And then I kind of left and I paid like £40 for a gin and tonic and burrata basically. Right. Like it was 30 something. And I like I don't know, I was like, okay, but it was it was a nice dinner, mm. but then it ha- kind of happened again, and I was just like, this isn't my buzz, and I don't know why it's anyone's buzz. <laughs> anyway, um, it led me up to just spending that kind of money and and not I wasn't even into the food that much, and I came home just kind of feeling a bit robbed. Not robbed. I was just like, really, and What's I'm just this I'm about? just super passionate about the fact that. This whole foodie phenomenon has become so, <laughs> it's like an epidemic. <laughs> it's like, it's everywhere that foodie is this, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with liking food. I like food, but it's this sort of, this obsession with the consumption of high quality food and then leading into like food snobbery mm. that I am just so passionate about. And I am so excited to go head to head with you on this because you're of the opposite school of thought. I definitely am. I think that food, especially over COVID, food and cooking and making, dare I say, No, no, that's not what I'm saying, though. It's not about COVID. 
Let's not bring to COVID into it. No, no, no. But what I mean is like, since on me and my own personal journey, I got way more into food over COVID. So I feel like I'm maybe become a bit of a food snob since it happened. Were you one before? I just don't know if I really cared that much. Whereas now I'm like, you want the experience. You want the ceremony of making food, hunter gathering your ingredients, making the food, finding the recipe and making it well. That's like exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then get really getting to enjoy the fruits of your labor. I do think it is though. It's very polarizing. Like what I'm saying is going to divide anyone the listening. <laughs> it's going to divide the world. No, but it is going to divide a lot of people because I think a lot of people are on the other side of my mm. of my thoughts. I've only met a few people who kind of were like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. But some people, not, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the division is because some people either just take or leave food. Uh, it's food snobs. That's and the then division. The- and then nice people. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Food snobs. But do you not nice want to... People. But do you not want to... Like, the, the beauty of going to a restaurant, one, it's something to do. No, no, I'm not saying I don't like going to restaurants. It's this whole song and dance about food that's going on too much now. Whereas, like, I still, I like food, don't get me wrong. It's just constantly making every single meal this event and ceremony yeah. all the time. But it's something to do you go to your restaurant you have a local produce but people don't do that with other stuff and it's just it's becoming too acceptable and we need to wipe it out before it takes over the globe what we can't what it, so but you can't just have a bog standard bloody mcdonald's convention meal all the time you want to enjoy your flavors you want to taste seasonal goods i'm not saying that's the problem but i'm just saying i think that it's this category of people who like they won't go to certain places because of the connotations of that place oh like i won't go to nando's now i'm saying that i've never been to nando's (laughs) but i don't eat chicken fair any english person i say that to is disgusted (laughs) you don't like nando's so i've never nando's yes anyway i'll get into my school of thought because i can Come on. This is just the topic of the start of my... (laughs) Rage, Frank. My rage. Yeah, so it's just sort of... It's about turning food into more... You know, it's more than a substance. And people are making it into, like, the body of Christ in mass. (laughs) Like, the Lamb of God. And, like, I know it's nourishing. And I know it's good. But not all the time. I think during the week... You need to have a, at least a Monday to Wednesday where it's just like normal. You're making your own breakfast, lunch and dinner and there's nothing faffy about it. And then I was asking one of my friends because basically he said Monday to Thursday, mm-hmm. he will not buy himself a nice coffee. And when he was saying this and he said to me ages ago, and I remember being like, what? Because now in saying that girlies, I am a coffee snob. Like I don't like certain coffees. Like I don't like Costa. No. But I know Starbucks. it's kind of... Yeah, I know it's kind of contradicting myself, but like coffee, I am a bit of a snob of. Um, but he was saying, Monday to Thursday, he won't get himself a nice coffee. He'll get himself like a bog standard coffee to do with the actual establishment and the specific coffee order. So I text the, Sorry, the establishment? Yes. So I text him <laughs> and I go... You know the way in London there's like tons of these gorgeous barista mm. places and they're so nice. The coffee is like... From the fresh Himalayan goats of Botswana. <laughs> Botswana sprinkled in the cranberries of Geneva. 
With a spice of chili. <laughs> Slow roasted you know, over two like, years. Would you like our grape one? And you're like, you're what? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I love those places. So I was asking him anyway. And he said Monday to Thursday, he goes to like a press or whatever. Like mm-hmm. could be a Costa. I don't know if it is Costa. And he won't even get himself the coffee that he would like. He gets himself an Americano because it makes the day seem average. Which I think is almost a bit um, masochistic. If that's the right uh, word. Hugely. Yeah, but then on the Friday, he'll get himself like a latte or whatever he wants. I think that's too extreme personally, but he's of my same school of thought on foodies. So like treat yourself on the weekends. But I, I, I'm not talking about like treating yourself. I'm just saying there needs to be some ups and downs. Like that's the way weeks go. Like charter your week based on... I Yeah, I understand. Don't always get the gourmet sandwich. Treat yourself on a Friday. You can get a meal deal, but don't always get... The slow roasted pheasant with <laughs> eggplant gravy and <laughs> ganache. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I would be of a totally opposite school of thought. Give your body what it wants. If it wants a latte on a Tuesday, you get your latte on a Tuesday. Applying that to food. Ugh, you feel like a pizza on a Tuesday, get a pizza on a Tuesday. No, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying making food into like a song and dance for every meal. I just I think once, is gratuitous. I, I actually rolled, my eyes went to the back of my head one morning when I saw someone make breakfast. And I was like, you're rushing out the door and a dollop of like fahe yogurt with like, they did a like a sprinkle of granola with like a swirl of honey and put a raspberry on top and then put a teaspoon in the bowl. I was like, why are you, you're supposed to be more five minutes ago. Get that down your gob and get out the door. Why are you presenting it like Instagram worthy? That's one time. And that was like, she was late for work on a Tuesday. But yeah, but that's more like, she's making a sing and dance about her food. Yeah. But she's not even going to enjoy it because it was for me down her neck before I first moved here and there's this Mexican restaurant here called Oaxaca mm. and it is ch- it is a chain like there's a few of them mm-hmm. but they do this really nice salad and it's it's a salad in a giant taco bowl delish it's delish and I remember we were going for dinner and I think there was like four of us or something and then we were in like Soho and like it was a busy night during the week again I don't like doing that and then I was like oh would we go to Oaxaca like thinking of the taco bowl and then one of the girls was like what's Oaxaca and then this girl goes, it's like the Nando's of Mexican food. <laughs> and ever since then, I can't go there. Because she reduced it to something so reductive. <laughs> but then, does that not make you a food snob then? No, she just ruined it for me. <laughs> because you made it like a chain. She No, she, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm kind of contradicting myself. <laughs> She just ruined it for me. She made it so it seemed so basic, and it's not because she was a food snob. Mm. And then she kind of took my lovely feelings I had away from it. And I'd say if I went back, I'd still like it. One of the other things I was thinking about during the week is like you know the whole pub culture in London is mm-hmm. so massive, and this whole thing about a Sunday roast mm. and this. Like, people go nuts for their Sunday roast It's here. quite a phenomenon here that just doesn't exist at home. At all. And I get why people like it, because I think it's really nice. Everyone gets together on a Sunday and they have a meal. 
but it's specifically to the roast. I know. I wouldn't, don't really want a roast on a hangover. I mean, I don't eat meat, so I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. Mm. But it's just such a thing over here that's, <laughs> it's such an event. It really is. And you know, there's a place in Islington, I don't know where it is, I've been trying to find it, that serves you your entire roast in this massive Yorkshire pudding. I've heard of this. Now, I was at a pub, I actually had a roast on Sunday, and there was one, but it was, the, the Yorkshire puds were to scale, like they were a normal sized one, so you're getting like a mini roast, and the roast was kind of on top. No, 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 the Instagram picture I saw of this thing was like um, the biggest pud you've ever seen. Like, remember those soups you get in the bowl of bread? I'm dying to try one of those. But this one was a roast in this massive Yorkshire pud. I could eat a gravy-soaked Yorkshire pud Every dinner time. I don't think I've ever had one. They are. Because I never have roasts. But they're veggie friendly. No, no, I know. But I never have roasts. And it's not something you get with anything else. other than No, roast. it's specific to the roast. But they do lovely veggie options. Especially now. Given this foodie phenomenon. The the, the nut loafs you can get. Barf. <laughs> the ISO one. It was like a spinach cheese something Wellington. I've had one of those. I don't like food that's pretending to be other food as well. I don't like the cleft and dagger of that. I hate when people like, like chicken nuggets and it's just soy. <laughs> we went on a trip last summer and we were doing this group shop and there's about 10 of us. And everyone bar me was like, we have to get corn nuggets. And I was like, oh, come on. Corn. Knock yourself out, kids. Why the, is that? What a fun trip to we go were, on. Corn, <laughs> like a bunch of toddlers. I, like literally, they were so amped up. At one point, one of the nights, one of the boys brought out. It wasn't a silver tray, but in my head, it was with a tower of corn nuggets, and they kept calling them nuggies, which made it more childlike. And people <laughs> were like diving over the table over these these nuggets that they're fake nuggets. And I remember on the third night, the nuggets were there again. And I, I was so close to screaming. But they're such a phenomenon. People are obsessed with these corn nuggets. Vegetarians and meat eaters. Are they like a famous nugget? Brand. Like, I can't believe it's not butter except chicken nuggets. Or was this like a joke on the holiday that people were just like... No, it's more... like a wave sweeping the nation. <laughs> I swear to God, last summer, everyone was talking about corn nuggets. Even now, I talk to people who eat meat and they're like, oh, have you had those corn nuggies? And I'm like, say nuggies to me one more time. <laughs> I'll brain you. And I'll do something with the nuggies. I can't bear it. A um, friend of mine in the airport, they have a tradition that they buy the 20 McDonald's chicken nuggets mm -hmm. and they do a race to see who can eat all their 20 first. No one's made it to the full 20. Oh, it usually in involves I do vomiting. feel they're kind of excluded sometimes, not from any, or not anyone's fault, but with stuff like that, like I think a McDonald's ceremony at a mm. certain point in time. It, there's something beautiful about people coming together over McDonald's. Yeah. Like if it's on a hangover or... It's continental as well. Doesn't matter if your nationality. Girlies all over the globe. <laughs> and it doesn't discriminate. No. Um, And I think there's something really nice about that. And I feel like the nuggets are part of that. I though used to get my... I don't really have McDonald's order and it's a bugbear of mine. But mine used to be the Clara Special 2 su super-sized fries. <laughs> See now that's what I'm into. 
Get that and mozzarella sticks. Done. Also, I think we have to talk about what I did during the week uh, to one of my friends when I, we were, oh, yeah, when sorry. I was talking about this thing. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Back to... Let's just circle back. Let's circle. <laughs> Let's bring it back around. We were talking about pub culture and roasts. Yes. But I was saying um, during the week, the the monstrosity, the number of, of pubs here is like, it's like no other. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But there's this sort of... In order to stand out, one needs a distinctive name. But equally, <laughs> people, like, their eyes light up when you tell them about a famous pub. Like, they, they're they like, where is it? Like, it's this sort of urgency, like, what well, I need to go now. I think the key to a pub where one would get, like, a mighty roast on a Sunday yeah. is alliteration. And I made up several names yeah and dropped them into different people to see what they would say i did it to you and i fell for it of course you did because you're a foodie <laughs> tell yeah. me these don't sound like real names all over london okay hit me the brazen ox oh that definitely exists 100 percent. the four-bellied fig <laughs> <laughs> the king's crumpet i use that one on you that's when i fell for yeah yeah the blithering b- blue bottle <laughs> The dawdling duck. The whimpering whale. <laughs> you should trademark these. Or the crispy conquer. <laughs> That's a good one. That's like, very... I have tons of them, but there are a few. And I know if I told the right people, they'd be like, give me the postcode ASAP. <laughs> for their blessed roast. Yeah, I was saying to the girls, I was like, oh, we could just go there for coffee. Like, and she was like, you want to go to the blithering blue bottle for coffee? And she's like, I smell a rat. So I think Kevin Beckham might have done this, I don't know if it was during COVID, and he's become like a chef. And then he was on Good Morning America making a, like a steak, a tortilla wrap on Good Morning America. And... I thought to myself, am I on acid? What am I watching? Brooklyn Beckham is on Good Morning America cooking a steak and putting it into a wrap. And that's their morning segment. But like what what was in said wrap? Was it just like a steak? It was steak and a bit of grated cheese. Oh. And like I put no effort into my meals. Oh, my dinners are depressing. I'm depressed eating them. But if you're depressed making them and eating them, how do you think you'll digest them? <laughs> how do you think you'll feel after you eat them? Whereas if you make it a ceremony and experiential, you'll enjoy it, then you'll enjoy them and then you'll be I think happy. that's two-pronged though, because I think A, like the time you have to put in is like when you have a full day at work, I don't want to be putting time into I it. I understand the convenience, but then sometimes the act of making yourself the meal is like a form of self-love. Like therapy. Therapy. There's so many weird food differences that exist between Ireland and England. For countries that are so similar, there's huge differences. Are they similar? Well, like in terms of culture, in terms of like that, we have a lot of similarities. Roasts being number one, the tradition of that. Number two, the chicken fillet roll. There's no delis here. If you want to, the closest thing to a deli here is a bloody subway. That's another thing I feel excluded from. You can't get chicken, chicken fillet rolls because uh, they're I so. Miss, I miss them so. They much. bring people together. They do. Uh, uh, that spar spar, and you get your 
crisps, a bottle of Coke, or a Lucas soft drink. Eight. A hangover drink of your choice. Mine would be baguette, taco sauce, lettuce, tomato, spicy bread of chicken, or sometimes plain, depending on my tum-tum. Another thing they don't have here. A newsagent chain. Centra doesn't exist here. Spar. I don't in. need those. I love the corner shops here. They, it is actually great. It's a, oh, sorry, I'm not saying it is a difference. Sorry, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It is a good difference. You know, shop local, support But they are like treasure troves. Oh. The corners of those shops, you could find a bucket and spade <laughs> and like jewels to stick on your forehead for a festival or alongside <laughs> a milk bar with a side of lighter fluid. And I, li- I go into each one of them and I'm like, this is like Aladdin's cave. <laughs> We've one close to us called Zacco's. And it's run by this family and I keep trying to get in with them. But the only time I like have the confidence to talk to them or have the banter is when it's like pissed and they're open like 24-7. And then we were once at the cash register and I was giving out about that there's no popcorn in England. That's like, not sweet and salty. This, yeah, right. Yeah. And I go on this absolute rant and there's this big wall of crisps. But that's an also an epidemic. Thank you. No, the Manhattan popcorn is my favourite thing in the world. It, the lack of popcorn in this country has gone so bad. I, I've had to make my own. Okay, and then they're, they're okay. Oh God! <laughs> so there I was going on this big rant at the cash register to my new friend, Mister Sacco, and I was like, "There's no popcorn in this goddamn country." Little did I know, the wall of crisps behind me had like, for some reason, for the first time in Sacco's history, had three different flavors of popcorn. That's an enigma. I had to walk out the shop with my hands up, being like, "Fair enough, fair enough." <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. But it's so true. It's, I haven't it's, been able to go back in. It's a famine of popcorn over here. They don't get it the same way we do. Equally though, I'm also of the school of thought like, you're living here, get on with it. Fair. But I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, but it, And it, it, it does differentiate the countries, I suppose. There's also no icebergers. I, another Clara special would be at the end of a night out, not one but two icebergers. Also, the thing... <laughs> The, the secret to my specials is just get two. I double up. I double up. <laughs> we'll do a double. The Clara special, two roses. <laughs> a night out food equally like I'm not into now. Was, it was a thing when we were young. Oh, when you first started it's... drinking and then you're like, oh, garlic chips. Yeah, but now I'm opposite now. I would never even think to do that. They, Couples do they, it a lot. They do. And also like McDonald's. Do you remember that time we went to, where did we go? We were on a night out in Brixton after that boozy brunch. And we went to McDonald's in Brixton. That place is like a carnival. It's a night out in itself. It's a nightclub. I saw a gun on the table in there once. What? Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on in that. I've seen fights in there. Wow. Gun on the table. Equally sing song in there. It depends on the night. It it does. (laughs) It's such a melting pot. It is. There's so much going on at McDonald's. Why? What happened that night? We, there was somebody's food got lost and we had to double queue or like double order. Then I think the wrong, either nuggets or mozzarella sticks came out. We just still ate them. But that night out food, McDonald's is kind of your only option. Like whereas at home in Ireland, there's chippers galore. Here there's not really chippers. They're more like kebab shops. Yeah. You don't get the the authentic Italian, the authentic <laughs> the Italian Irish chipper. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say that doesn't, it doesn't make a difference in my day. I just like to know they're there, that I could have them at it's any an one option. point. It's an option. 
Mm. I think a lot of people say that though if they're into their shippers. Yeah. Although, do you know I've never had a battered sausage because I was always a bit too scared of it. That's because you're normal. <laughs> but now I'm like, God, I, maybe I should try one. Do they not do those in like chicken shops? I, look, I don't know where they do them because I've never ordered one. Battered Mars bar. Oof, now that can't get on board. We had a battered Oreo at the Orange County Fair when we were on our J1. The Orange County Fair. Orange County Fair. And it was great. But I think anything deep fried just tastes good. I just, I can't get on board with the, the batter with the sweet. Like people who put Maltesers in their popcorn at the cinema, dead to me. Oh, like minstrels and popcorn is... Blech. No, no, that's exquisite. Salt, the This sweet. is what I'm talking about. That's what a foodie would say. <laughs> they're like, you know, that's disgusting. Now put those two together and they're wagging their finger. Oh, I'll wag till tomorrow about that issue. But as in, because I'm not a foodie, when I say stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't like that, a foodie will like look at me and be like... Mm. Oh, I'll look down my nose at that. But do you know what I mean? Mm. It's this it's sort of up. condescending, mighty... <laughs> High and mighty, actually. High horse <laughs> phenomenon. I hope the listeners are salivating. <laughs> so to sum oh. up... Mm. Foodies must be stopped. Foodies need to take it down a peg. It's like, you know when vegans are talking about being vegan? Mm. I don't mind that you're a vegan, but just take it down a peg. I'm vegetarian, like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. What would the foodies put on Instagram then? You know? I what actually have a great closing statement for that. <laughs> Maybe eight years ago, nine years ago, um, there was an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and Kim had just had her first baby and her and Chris and Chloe went to lunch and Chris was taking a picture of her dinner and Kim had just lost her baby weight. She looked unreal. And then Chris was taking a photo and then she just goes, Instagram food is so not sexy. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Kim has spoken nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Done. And Chris is like, no. Because they were having like a sexy off. What are you having for dinner? I'm off to finish my burrito, girlies. Oh. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of 30 Flirty and Perishing. I think we're all just a bit hungrier now. I'm absolutely starving. This is why I can't watch Great British Bake Off, because there's a good few TikToks of the best innuendos from Bake Off. Fucking See, now smart. that I'm not into. Oh, ooh, pearl clutcher. <laughs> the show is built on innuendos. I don't have time for that. I just want to look at the cake. It's just too much smut. Goodbye, and we'll talk to you next week. Ta-ra. Jolly-o. G'day, Shayla. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.